just needs to do that. Well, good morning, church. God is good. And all the time? So that video was uh, a video that was shown at the Art of Marriage. Um, Joshua Bell is a world-class violinist. And um, some of the dat uh, data that they didn't put on there, um, I'm not sure why that went. Uh, some of the data they put on there, um, uh, well, they didn't put on there, was that he uh, was playing a $3.5 million violin. And um, obviously he's there in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of every day. And um, the Art of Marriage did a great job of using that to remind us uh, how important communication is and, and connecting with one another. And how sort of, um, I guess we all sort of struggle with a little uh, attention deficit disorder. And um, however, on, on another level, um, one of the things I think it also uh, helps us to recognize is that we often discover what we're looking for. Contextually, right? I don't think anyone got up that day thinking, hey, I'm going to go see Joshua Bell in the subway. Um, and so there's a, there, a lot of times we just don't hear um, unless we're looking for something. Um, I, I can imagine, I, I imagine you can as well, that if, if the roles were reversed, if you went to the orchestra and all you heard was the subway uh, and people moving around, um, obviously we would note <laughs> there's something unique about the situation. The point is, is if we have context, if we're looking for something, we often, well, we often find it. And, and the reason this is relevant is because right now, everyone is, has sort of stopped. Everyone is cluing in. It's Easter. Everyone is entering their houses of worship and into this grand, this grand orchestra of faith, and we're listening to the beautiful Music of resurrection. And I think that's wonderful. 
But I also want to, uh, this morning, I, I, I guess I want to transition into this idea that the resurrection should be beautiful to us for, uh, in a number of different ways. Uh, the, the, the beautiful resurrection music is, is something that's meaningful to our lives um, for those moments when we're looking for a lot of different things. For instance, if we're looking at the beginning of Christianity... Um, Go back one, please. Christianity began in, in a very unique place, and the resurrection is beautiful music for those who are looking for proof. Uh, Paul says it this way in Acts chapter 17, verse 29 to 31. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill in the past. God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere. To repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. See, Paul looks at the resurrection. The early church looked at the resurrection as proof, as evidence. It's the only thing that really explains how Christianity got here. Three C's that are very important. How Christianity started in the city where it killed its founder. How cowards become so courageous. And the only thing to explain an amazing conversion of the man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. Think about those things. What better explains how Christianity started in Jerusalem? Now, I don't know about you, I don't even know really how to put this into context, just how volatile a situation it was. Perhaps it would be like starting a Michigan fan club in the midst of Ohio State. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's going to be highly unlikely to succeed. You can imagine Christianity starting in the city where they killed its founder. And yet it succeeded. Ex- it succeeded. It went throughout the entire world. And at the heart of all of their message was, we know this is true because Jesus was raised from the dead. It would have been so easy for the leaders in the first century to simply point to the tomb, simply produce a body. And the the early um, fledgling group would have just died on the vine. But Christianity can only be explained because of the resurrection. Or or what about the, the men who proclaimed this resurrection? You know, a lot of people will say, well, man, that's not a big deal. There's a lot of fanatics in the world today who will take ludicrous claims all the way to the end. And that's absolutely true. Lunatics and fanatics will. But these guys were far from lunatics and far from fanatics. All of them left him, deserted him, except for John. The, the proverbial shepherd was struck and the sheep scattered. None of them, none of them followed through. These are not men who have grown up in a culture of fanaticism. These are fishermen who who followed a rabbi. And when he died, they were afraid. What explains cowards becoming so courageous? What explains Peter who, who gets so upset, so scared... That he begins to curse in the midst of even Jesus himself. Who denies him three times. What gives him the courage to stand up 50 days later on Pentecost and say, 
Let me tell you about this Jesus. And all of them, all of the disciples, or at least all of the twelve except for John, go on to lead a life and end in a martyr's death. What explains that? I would tell you the only thing that explains that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The only thing that would allow a a movement to take take off and, and cowards to become courageous is the fact that they knew Jesus had risen from the dead. That he, as Kirk said, had done it. And what would explain someone like Saul of Tarsus? Someone who was a fanatic. A fanatic who followed the way the ways of Pharisees, of the Pharisees in, in early first century Judaism. What explains his conversion? He, he, he gave it all up. At one point he even says, I consider everything I lost just rubbish. Can you imagine someone like that? What, what, what causes that? If you're looking for proof. If you're looking at the beginning of Christianity and you're looking for the veracity of the historicity of Christianity, you look no further than the resurrection of Jesus. If you're looking for, for, proof, for proof of the beginning, you're looking and you're listening for the beautiful music of resurrection. But you hear the beautiful music of resurrection not just at the beginning, you also look at it when you're looking for a horizon. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, 20-23. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. C.S. Lewis commenting on this particular, uh, um, actually not C.S. Lewis, N.T. Wright commenting on Jesus as the first fruit says the following. God will do for the whole cosmos in the end what he did for Jesus at Easter. The risen Jesus is the prototype of the new creation. If you want to know not just how Christianity began, but where Christianity is going. If you want to know that it's true, if you want to know that one day our king will return and we will be like he is, you look no further than the resurrection of Jesus. We sing, it's a great day coming, a great day coming. There's a great day coming by and by where the saints and the sinners will be parted right and left. Are you ready for that day to come? We sing that. We sing about the time when the story ends, but how do we know it's going to happen? Well, we listen to the beautiful music of resurrection. Resurrection says Christianity is is true. It says that it's going somewhere. There's a horizon when one day everything will be made right and we will be like He is in the proof is in Jesus' own resurrection. But there's also hope there in the middle. There's also hope as we begin our own story with Jesus. Paul says in Romans 4, verse 23 and 25, the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. 
For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for sins and was raised to life for our justification. The, the, the resurrection of Jesus is, is good at the beginning of Christianity. It's good at the teleos or the end, the completion of Christianity. And it's right there as you and I begin the story of Christianity. When we obey the gospel, when we are a part and blessed by the grace of God. This is why Paul would also connect baptism uh, in Colossians to resurrection as well. He says it this way in Colossians 2, 11 to 12. In him you were circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. You see, Easter has always been Baptism Sunday. Amen? Amen. Resurrection has always been about our beginning. And I'm, I'm very excited to, to share with you today uh, that we have a baptism to celebrate. Uh, his name was Jace Danda. April 8th, 2019. Was baptized right here in New Beginnings by his grandfather, Roger Pace. And I would say there's probably nothing more appropriate than right now to celebrate that baptism by having Jace come up and receive his certificate. Bless. Jace began in part placing his hope and faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's beautiful music. It's beautiful music looking uh, for those looking at proof for Christianity's beginning. It's beautiful music to those who are looking to Christianity's end. It's beautiful music for you and I when we begin this walk of faith. And commit ourselves to Christ in baptism. We are justified. You ever want to know why you are justified? Ever want to know if it took? You ever been there? Did it take? <laughs> I know I have because I'm thinking, man, I was 12 years old when I first got baptized. I've done more than a couple, a little bit of sinning since then. As it took, you look no further than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You don't look at yourself. You don't look at your actions. You don't even look at your own heart. You look at the risen Lord. And if He rises, so will we. Amen? Amen. Oh, that's the beautiful music of resurrection. But there's also a need for resurrection in that beautiful music in between the beginning and the end. And, and those, those times when we begin to try to change, and those times when we begin to try to be more like Christ, when we look for freedom. Paul says it this way in Romans 6, verse 8 through 11. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. That's an important phrase. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God in the same way. He says, listen, just as Jesus uh, has defeated death and now lives, we in the same way. Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. You know what that means? That death no longer has mastery over you. 
your sin, your shame, your guilt, your flesh, no longer has mastery over you. If you're looking for freedom from those hurts and those habits, those hang-ups, amen, those things we fill out on our paper today, if you're looking for help for that, if you're looking for power from that, you look no further than the resurrection. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 1, 18 and 21. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. There is uncomparable great power. Three big words for us who believe. What power is it? How is it? What does it look like? Paul goes on and says, this power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realm, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. You know why we have mastery over our hurts, habits, and hang-ups? Or at least why we can receive and achieve mastery over those things? Because we have the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You say, well, Matt, that's easy said. What does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. to take the nature 
servant, and he chose to surrender those rights to God the Father. And as I looked at my life, and I looked at Jesus' life, and I saw the, the, the huge gap in between the two, um, the lights came on for me. I accepted Jesus for my forgiveness of my past sins, so that I could spend eternity with him forever. But I was missing the gospel of the now. And I was missing the gospel and its effect and its impact on me today. And from that point on, my anger was um, in a totally different perspective. It's changing. And I like that because everyone either knew or suspected that they knew what I was doing. And he was becoming this great guy. And no one really knew the ins and outs of why I left. We would fight and I would push all the same buttons. And he did not respond. That's a real story. That's what the power of the resurrection can do. The power of the resurrection can bring life. I think she said, it's like a light turned on. I turned to God this much. That's someone who needed the power and the resurrection was beautiful music. Amen? So this morning, what I want to do as we conclude is ask you to look. To look at the gap that stands between you and Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I look, I've got some room to grow. Amen? And I just want to ask you to, to think about, just for a second, maybe it's a regret. Maybe it's a need, as, as Bruce had mentioned earlier. Maybe it's a hurt or a habit, a hang-up. Maybe it's just a situation that you found yourself in. All of us, at one level or another, are there today. All of us are there. And one of the reasons I know that is because I believe it's Paul who said, it's Christ who's going to complete the good work in us when he returns. And so until then, um, as we'd say back home, right, uh, we're a work in progress. Amen? So all of us are there at some level or another. I want to encourage you to write it down on your post-it. And, uh, and then as we listen to this music, um, 
as we look for the music of resurrection. I'd encourage you to come on down, place your post-it on the cross, and trust the good Lord will provide the power for you this morning. Lights back off, please. Go ahead and turn yours down. And go ahead and turn yours, the center off. Thank you.
So there's a, there's a tradition among a lot of churches on Easter. Um, it's sort of like our God is good all the time, uh, but it's a little different. Um, on Easter they say, it is risen, and the church says, he is risen indeed. So let's all be standing. As in a final reminder that this is true. He is risen. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory and majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord. Before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Be blessed, church. Lights. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm new. That's anchor.fm new to get started.